Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. Because I have found the Bible to be the perfect source of help any day of the week. And we are going through a series right now, how to give your marriage a tune-up. And this is episode six, and we're zeroing in on husbands. And we've done a couple of podcasts so far, taking a look at specific requirements God has for husbands and applying them practically to our marriage. This episode, we're coming to 1 Peter 3, 7. Uh, Husband is commanded to dwell with his wife with understanding. What does that mean? (laughs) Dwell with his wife with understanding. You know, Peter was a disciple of Jesus who we can identify with the most, guys, because he was a lot like us. He was arrogant sometimes, prideful, sometimes a loud mouth, and sometimes he stuck his foot in his mouth. (laughs) He cursed when he got mad. He was a hard-working, blue-collar guy just trying to make the next buck. And he was changed into a well-spoken, respected, trustworthy, honorable man by Jesus. He was also married. So when he writes about marriage, we need to pay attention to him. Because he learned directly from Jesus and relayed what he learned having to do with marriage directly to us. And we have what he wrote. And we need to apply it to our marriage as if Jesus were talking directly to us. In the context of 1 Peter 3, this passage is telling husbands to be sensitive to their wives because the word likewise points us to verses 1 through 6 that it just went through with wives. It doesn't mean submissive to her as if she is the leader, but submitting to her lovingly being sensitive to her needs, her fears, and her feelings because she is your main focus and your best source of help. And we need help, guys, don't we, sometimes? (laughs) In other words, subordinate your needs to hers and take her needs into an account. Whether she's a Christian or not, the verse says to dwell with her. Make your dwelling with her. That means to build a home together. Build it with understanding, which is to understand her wishes and to build your home with as many as her wishes as you can, as many as are feasible. And remember, building a home is both physically and emotionally. So her needs need to be part of the home that you're building together, the room decor, what goes on the walls, things like that, and how you interact with each other in the home. Most ladies are nest builders, and they need a nest they feel comfortable in and can relax in. And believe me, you want your wife to be comfortable and relaxed. (laughs) So let her do that. It also means to understand her dislikes and do away with those. An example is when we got married, I had to get rid of my elk and deer head mounts. They creeped her out, (laughs) and she wasn't comfortable. Yes, I kept one, and it's in my reloading room, which she rarely goes into. But you want to make her comfortable. 
more than you want your trophies. Believe me. Dwell also means to be home with her often. Look at Proverbs 27, 8. It says, Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Well, think about that for a minute. When a bird is away from its nest, it's vulnerable, it's unprotected, it's at risk, it's without accountability, and it can easily be attacked by the enemy. That's where danger is, away from home. When you're not at work or hunting, (laughs) be home. Your college, your work buddies are no longer your best friends. Your wife should be your best friend. Be with her. Now, you may have to work on that, work on your friendship there, maybe even work on your home, work on your relationship with her, because the grass isn't greener over there. It's greenest where you water and fertilize it, which should be at your home. Dwell with her means don't neglect her. Involve her. Be involved with her in word and deed, the Bible says. For example, don't give one-word answers to her heartfelt questions. Engage with her conversationally, which, by the way, means a two-way conversation. Don't neglect her physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Cultivate and fertilize those discussions, the ones that involve physically, emotionally, and spiritually. You do that by spending time with her. Time in discussions, maybe doing some projects together where you are talking and having some nice, wonderful, and productive conversations. I have a friend who called me one day crying, and he said his wife just served him with divorce papers. And he said, Kevin, I had no idea. I said, well, what's her reasons? And he told me her reason was that he neglected her. She said he was never there for her, even though he was home when he wasn't at work. Wow. Guys, don't let that happen. Dwelling with her with understanding means to learn about her. The word is not understand, but understanding or understandingly, which means continually. You should never have to worry about getting bored with this. You should also never think that you've got her all figured out. (laughs) Women are complex and ever-changing. Can I get an amen? (laughs) But keep at it. Learn and maybe relearn what her favorite things are. What's her favorite flowers, her favorite food, types of movies, clothing, shoes, vacation spots, etc.? Do you know her strengths and weaknesses? Find these out. What are her hobbies? Are there some hobbies that you and her like to do together? That's really cool. Is there some hobbies that she likes to do by herself or with her friends? so that you can go into your reloading room or go to the shooting range? (laughs) How does she like to relax? What eases her mind? 
the more you understand about her, the more you will harmoniously respond to her sympathetically and empathetically with mercy, grace, compassion, maybe correction, and certainly all with love. You should always have your finger on her spiritual pulse also. Her relationship with the Lord should be a primary focus for you. Find out what scripture passages she has memorized, or should. What's ones that she has trouble understanding, and what issues in her life at the time can be answered in the Word of God. Help her with that. Have a nice conversation about that. We do, with my wife. She struggles at times with some passages, or maybe with a couple of concepts, or maybe with who and how God is at the time. And we've had nice conversations, and I have certainly treated her with respect. She's smart. She'll figure it out. But I've helped her, too. I hope. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Guys, I think God will honor your efforts for trying and your faithfulness to Him more than the results. Direction is more important than perfection to God. Let him fill in the blanks and finish things out. He's better at it than you are. But you have to get going down the right road first, right? Encourage her to attend a women's Bible study. And certainly go to church regularly with her. More often than not, women are more spiritually mature than men. But don't let that discourage you. She will hopefully appreciate your effort to be the spiritual leader. Hebrews 10.24-25 and Ephesians 5.26 say that you husbands are to wash the world away from your wife with the word of God. How are you doing with that? And that Hebrews 10.24 passage says to stir up love and good works. How are you doing with that with her? Is there some good works things that you can do together? Maybe serve a ministry of some sort or a nonprofit or the local food bank or something? <laughs> Stir up some way of showing other people, maybe neighbors, the love of Christ. If you don't already know, ask her, what is she struggling with? And how can you help her and pray for her? What scares her most about the current situations that we're all in? And how can you get through them together? You should know how she thinks and what she's afraid of. That's part of dealing with her understandingly, too. Do you know what her spiritual gifts are? Those things that she does really well to help the church? How about her talents? How has God wired her to serve other people? What is she really good at? And steer her in those directions. And encourage her with those. Is your wife growing spiritually? I mean, we all go through ups and downs, but is she a more mature Christian now than a few years ago? God gives you guys 
the responsibility for her spiritual growth and service to Christ. Again, how are you doing with that? Are you doing that? You see, guys, you can't do a very good job with that if you don't know her understandingly, if you don't make your home with her understandingly. I like to say, get your Ph.D. in your wife, your doctorate degree <laughs> in your wife. Be the one person that is an expert in your wife. And again, those with a doctorate degree have to continue up on things. They have to get their continuing education credits. So you need to continue to learn and dwell with her understandingly. Here's one. Do you know how to satisfy her sexually? The way she likes it? Here's a hint. It usually involves gentleness, slowness, and cuddling afterwards. Enter into this discussion with her carefully. Some women find it difficult to discuss, so don't demand answers. Just be kind and accommodating, and open-minded and her-centered, not self-serving. In the passage in 1 Peter 3.7 says that women are usually weaker in some areas. Learn where she is weak. Remember, guys, you're weak in some areas, too. And that's why God has put her with you, so she can build you up in those areas. So be that to her, too. Be understanding of her weak areas and devote some effort to strengthen her in those areas and to prop her up where needed. Or maybe it's something that she just can't do, and it's something you can take off of her plate so she doesn't have to worry about it. That also probably means this. Us guys are stronger, generally, and we shouldn't let that go to our head or use that strength to put her down or to be more powerful and lorded over her. No, you two are on equal terms, but you bring different things to the table. By God's design. However, God did say that the man has the final word and is the leader. If you remember in a previous podcast, marriage is similar to a freeway exit where the off-ramp has two lanes, and then those two lanes then go down to one lane right before the stoplight. And you and your wife are like two cars on that off-ramp that are next to each other, you in your lane and her in her lane. But when it comes down to one lane to avoid a crash, God says which car needs to move ahead <laughs> so you don't crash. He also has given guys certain responsibilities to take the lead in, and he will hold you accountable for how well you do those. And one of them is to dwell with your wife with understanding and to remember that there are some areas where she actually is weaker, and to be loving and kind and accommodating. And that's not an area where you know you can win, because it's not about that. This all takes effort, I know, and good communication, two-way communication. And certainly, guys, know what her strengths are and let her use them. My wife is fantastic with the bills and the payments and things. 
And the tendency for me would be to micromanage those things. I've got a Scottish heritage, so I'm very frugal. (laughs) But I trust her, and I have given that totally to her. She's great at it, and I trust her. And I'm so happy God has put her with me so she can handle those things. Women are generally about feelings, and men are generally about fixing things. Am I right? (laughs) So be sensitive to her feelings before you jump in and fix things. Sometimes she may just want you to listen, not fix. But certainly try and hear her out, okay? Have the conversation be more about what does she want to say. And don't be thinking about how you're going to fix it. You can fix it later if you really want to. What I'm saying is, be very sensitive to her feelings and listen to her and accommodating to them, to her. And don't be disingenuous. Don't be twiddling your thumbs or looking out the window or thinking of what you're going to say next so you're not really listening to her. Be genuinely interested. Look her in the eyes. Maybe hold her hand and thank her for being open with you. And let her know that you're just trying to live with her and dwell with her understandingly. You want to know more. You want to know more about her so that you can love her better. Be the man of her dreams and ask her what that is. Make every effort you can think of to find out how to be her knight in shining armor. And it's different for other people, so find out from your wife what that guy is like. (laughs) And be that guy, okay? And also, make every effort to be attractive for her. And make her proud to call you her husband. Yeah, with this coronavirus thing, I was really looking forward to working on my ZZ Top beard. I even had tickets to go see him in concert, and I was going to be there with him. (laughs) Well, the concert was canceled, of course, but my wife doesn't like that beard, so I didn't. I shaved every day (laughs) because I want to be attractive for her and to make her proud to call me her husband. That's what you should be, too. Why? Because we're told to. That's also part of dwelling with her understandingly. Now, you don't have to go too far with this. Let me give you an example. Right after we got married, my wife bought me a yellow shirt and baby blue dockers. And those of you who know me are probably laughing out loud right now. (laughs) Yeah, I wore them once. And bless her heart, she said, you know, Kevin, those really don't look like you. You don't have to wear them ever again. And I didn't. (laughs) You can see that learning about your wife will make it a lot easier to love her. And you can actually enjoy your marriage a lot better when you really know your wife and try to love her understandingly. And guys, maybe you need to make some sacrifices to be able to dwell with her understandingly. I'll let you decide what that is. 
But the point is, your obedience to God to love her and to dwell with her understandingly is more important than going fishing with your buddies. Now, there are times for that, but your priority is her, not that or them. Got it? And you will be held accountable before God for how you handle this task that he has given you, the task of loving her and dwelling with her understandingly. I hope this has been helpful and gives you some things to work on this next week and for the rest of your marriage, because remember, dwell with her understandingly is an ongoing process by God's design so that your marriage doesn't get boring. (laughs) For more information, please visit my website, bluejeanschristian.com. And if you click on the Marriage tab, you'll find some more helpful articles there, including the 52 questions that you can ask as conversation starters. That will help you get to know your wife a lot better and dwell with her understandingly. (laughs) Have I said that enough? (laughs) You take it from here, guys. Go learn how to dwell with her understandingly. And then our next episode, next Tuesday... We're going to talk about how a husband is to be the leader. What does that actually mean? What does God mean? So there's no mistaking the responsibilities God has given you and will be holding you accountable to do. Join us next time on the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. See you later.